Hallelujah. Well, it didn't take long, did it? I say I want UK wrestling back and a comeback. Yeah, there it is. Some more episodes on fight and a bit teasing because it doesn't tell us what's on this particular episode. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's 35 minutes of one particular match. And this is a nice way to go. And it told a story. And I'm interested again. Not that I wasn't interested before, but it was waning a little. This is the gauntlet match for the number one contender to Jonathan Sedgwick. He's the boss. Yes, sir. No, sir. Took the forelock. His championship belt. And they didn't just go through a gauntlet type match as WWE would do. They put some surprises in there. And they kept it going for that 35 minutes. Variable work. But you know, it kept me watching. So let's go through it and see who got what. Well, first of all, we've got Tommy Dillon, who is a likeable chap. You know, he's he's a little pot-bellied gentleman. He doesn't win much, from what I've seen. And here, he's facing Cayman Carlisle, previous two-time champion, who is not very popular. So Dillon does his usual thing of being beaten up quite early. He gets battered. There's a big Carlisle clothesline. Uh, Dylan sells a, a boot to the side of his head very well, turning round and uh, falling as if he's been shot. He gets back with one of those sloppy spine busters, which I've seen him do before. Come on now. And then hits a nice bulldog out of nowhere. And Carlisle has to get his foot on the ropes for the cover. Of course, the end comes when there's a Carlisle low blow because he's involved the referee. He hits a twist of fate. Doesn't leave it there, though. Then comes back with a shining wizard for the pin. That's a nice... That's a nice ending situation. That well done. And Dylan's gone, and you wouldn't expect that he would continue because it seems to me... That's his role in UKW. I could be wrong. And maybe Tommy wants to come back and tell me. So now we've got Ellis Barker versus Carlisle. Now this is interesting because Carlisle is hated and Ellis Barker is really well liked and they are pushing him as a great wrestler. And he can really unpack those moves. Here, however, they didn't really gel and they didn't do too much to keep me glued Some of the big things they did and some of the nice things they did were a Carlisle superplex or an attempt, should I say, but with Barker clapping him on the ears and then Carlisle um, and then Barker transitioning to the second turnbuckle from the top to hit a back elbow. Now, that's difficult to do, that transition. And that's pointed out by disconnected Brett, Brett Hadley, who says he's happy to be there, but doesn't sound like he is. But anyway... He says that it's hard to do, and it is, but it just doesn't look that good. It's not a big bang move. Anyway, Carlisle gets a twist of fate out of nowhere for a long two, but then misses the Shining Wizard quite spectacularly, actually. 
He, re he really put everything into it. I missed by a long way. He got a roll-up. Barker got the roll-up. Gets the pin. But that's not the end of it because Carlisle's not happy. And being a nasty piece of work, he attacked Barker after the loss. And oh, how he attacked him. Sidewalk slam on the apron. Suplex on the outside. Shoved into the ring, boat, ring post. Then gets a baseball bat. Puts it to the back of Barker, who's lying in the centre of the ring, completely destroyed. And Cayman plays the baseball bat like a guitar from what I saw, and then walks back in triumph to the walkway. Next out, and this is an interesting wrinkle, women's champion Alfie Rogue. So she's in the competition and doesn't expect to see Barker in this state. Doesn't go straight up to pin him, which is a nice show of respect. But as soon as he gets up, she hits him with a spear, which is, of course, one of her big moves, and pins him. Barker, out. I expected that he would win this, and I didn't expect that Rogue would beat him. So that's a nice little wrinkle, good to see. Then, Leonie Rose comes out, and I'm a bit... That's a bit unfortunate, because I'm not a massive fan. And it does sound like she is memorising this speech, as every sentence she ends has an inflection, an upward inflection, like a question. My opponent has got a bad tummy. She can't come here. Has she? Or are you asking us if she has? Because I don't know. Anyway, enough of that ridiculousness. In the ring. And not a bad match. Mainly because maybe because it's with Alfie Rogue. But they actually had a bit of a ding-dong. There was a very nice Rogue suplex out of the corner. And uh, there, there are kicks in the corner and that um, foot to, the, to the, the, the throat that Leonie Rose likes to do. Rogue sold that very well. Couldn't sell what was a very bad clothesline into the corner. And Rose tends to excel at that bad clothesline and really should look at that. But a bulldog out of the corner is hit well. Although Rogue didn't take it that well. She cranked back on her own neck. She can't have really helped her. Anyway... She hit a big spear for the pin, and I'm glad. So this is an interesting situation. You've got the next contender facing the women's champion, and it's the slim Jester Jero, of course, himself the heavyweight. They shake before the match. There's a show of respect, of course, and they have a pretty good match as well. And Rogue was really put over in this gauntlet. And rightly so, because she can do it and she's over. She got a lot of offence in. A clothesline and a big elbow. There was also a big drop kick and an elbow by uh, J-Row. But they went to the outside and J-Row was, was whipped into the corner post as he tried, it was a reversal, as he tried to whip Rogue into the guardrail. Rogue hit some punches, but then missed a run into the corner. There was a great big J-Row kick. A Rogue spine buster, which she actually got all of, which was nice. But she came in for the spear, caught with the roll-up. And Jester is your number one contender. 
which is interesting. I wouldn't have expected that he would be in the position for that. So it was nice to see. I didn't think, oh, here he is. He's definitely winning this. Oh, look, Hulk Hogan's number 28 out of 30 in the Royal Rumble. I wonder who's going to win. I didn't expect that j from what I've seen on other programmes, would be in the number one contender's block. But clearly he is. It's nice to see. It's a wrinkle. And of course, he had a chat with um, the the boss. Yes, sir. No, sir. Talking the forelock. Jonathan Sedgwick on the stage. But this was interesting. It told a story. It brought women's, in, well, the intergender wrestling in there. And whatever you think of it, and I'm not always keen, it showed respect to all the wrestlers who were in there, male or female. We had um, men wrestling men, women wrestling women, bit of intergender, but they were, it was really good that, that everybody was equally matched. And the last um, competition between Alfie Rogue and the Jester was pretty exciting. But everybody got good offensive. Nobody looked appalling, except perhaps Ellis Barker, because of the way he was treated and because he didn't have a great match. Bit of a shame, but he will come back again and he is a great wrestler. Everybody else in this gauntlet, well done. And well done, UKW. Really good. Bold to say, let's just have half an hour of this. Told a story, provided surprises. And provided a surprise winner. Excellent. Thank you. Four out of five. Some good wrestling in there too. You, you're getting back up there. Second tranche of programming. Let's see if it continues. Hope so. I'll be there. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.